Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Today, I have someone coming in hot all the way from Vermont in the US. Her name is Amanda Upton. Amanda is a mindset coach for entrepreneurs. She's also the host of the Make Things Happen podcast. She's also an amazing gift to this world. But hey, that's just my opinion and I'm sure after listening to this episode, you'll definitely agree. We chat about stop consuming and start creating, which was brought about because I absolutely love her podcast episode about this. I even listened to it twice. We also go into detail about current trends that Amanda's finding with her clients and you'll be shocked because I know it is definitely something we most definitely struggle with. Now, I ask you if you love this podcast, The High Frequency Females, we would appreciate it if you subscribe or leave us a review. We definitely need that help of reaching more amazing humans like yourself who need guidance in raising their vibration and frequency one life issue at a time. Now enjoy this week's episode. Hello, all you high-frequency females. I have an amazing guest with me tonight, or morning for her. Her name is Amanda Upton. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here, Tiana. This is a real treat. And thank you so much for getting up so early. Uh, Amanda uh, is coming from Vermont in the US, so totally different time zones. Um, But she truly has a message and a gift to give the world, especially uh, female entrepreneurs. So how did you get started in your coaching journey? Oh, gosh. What a good question. So it really began for me like a very long time ago, actually. Um, And it was about 20 years ago when I really was in a place of like needing some direction, like really just wanting some direction. I was feeling very, very lost in my life. And I was feeling um, I was in a really terrible marriage. I was actually married. I had gotten married really young. I was in a job that I hated. I was in a town that I loved, but I didn't have many connections and and really didn't feel super connected to the community. And so I had this sense of just feeling pretty lost. And I would go and do, um, I would take movement classes. And that was really just this kind of connector for me as far as feeling like into who I was and what I wanted. 
and every time I would take a movement class, and at that time I was taking Nia, which is a combination of yoga and dance and martial arts, when I would take that class, I would feel really like I would have these ahas, I would feel like some clarity and I would feel something. And then I would leave the class and I'd be like, what, what was it that I, what was that clarity about? What did I feel? And I'd go back into this kind of misery or this kind of lost feeling in this stressful kind of overwhelmed place. But every time I went and did my practice, I'd feel really connected to myself. And so I kept doing that over and over and over again until I felt stronger in myself and um, later found coaching. And, you know, in, in the midst of that, ended up leaving my marriage, switching my jobs and that sort of thing. But that led, that was like kind of the gateway that like the, the opening of like moving into a space of, oh, there's like other things out here and there's people and there's practices that have, will help me find my way. And I got into coaching and, um, later went into a really like a I received coaching myself and then went into a program that was like super intensive and for anyone that is considering coaching by the way I will say it is such an awesome experience when you are going through training to go into a very very deep work within yourself I feel like that was one of the most transformative things I've ever done um yeah and it's been well I've been coaching for 10 years and so it's been a very long journey um, and it just keeps getting richer and I'm learning so much more about myself as, as I go. And you've got your own podcast as well, which I absolutely just love. And I binge, well, I told you before we jumped on that I'd binge one particular episode and it's it was all about stop consuming and start creating. And I sort of looked at the title and I'm like, consuming. And I'm like thinking alcohol. I'm like, <laughs> live, like, <laughs> you know, all those things that run through. So the episode is your number 25, when to stop consuming and start creating. So can you explain what that episode's about? Because it is truly a powerful powerful episode that I listened to twice and I think it's something that a lot of people especially entrepreneurs or people that are starting that you know that journey what that's all about yes yes oh I'm so glad that resonated so deeply and this has been such a big topic for me too such a big area for me to bring some awareness around and it's really all about like when we are starting out especially as entrepreneurs because it's like our our baby it's our thing it's something we're so attached to or feel really um, connected to in a, in a deep way we feel like we want to do really well at it and we're scared and one of the ways we deal with that is we consume a lot of information and we're like we need to learn as much as we possibly can we go to one workshop or one conference or take one training and we're like okay i did that but i feel like i need to learn some more or i you kind of over consume podcasts or newsletters and you're consuming more than you're creating so you're taking in information and it becomes kind of like an overwhelm like it's an overload and what can happen is if you are in the practice of consuming on a regular basis versus creating your own ideas your own unique perspective and your own unique way of saying something or thinking about something or a resource that you could create or a strategy that you use gets lost in the mix because you have so many voices coming in that and so many other strategies and ideas and ways of going about things that you your own way of seeing it can kind of get lost and you can feel this 
confusion and overwhelm. And we think like we need more information to feel clarity, to better understand something so that we can take the action or create our thing. But often it creates just confusion. And then we're like, I actually don't know what I want, or I don't know the path, or I don't know exactly how to do it because there's so many ways of going about things. And so if you focus on creating versus, or creating first before consuming, you are, you're taking what's inside of you and you are putting it out there. And you're doing, the idea is to do that first. Like, so when you sit down at the beginning of your day to create first before you take in information so that you're really tapping into whatever it is you think and feel. And the thing to remember with this is there's no right way. So there are multiple paths and there's so much information and there's so many ideas because there's no right way. So however it is that you're seeing it, experiencing it is valid and it's a result of your own life experience and it's gonna resonate with somebody else. And to really just allow yourself to have that unique perspective and to put it out in the world and to create and ship it is what I also call it, is like create and then ship it. Like just get it out, like write the newsletter, send it, do the podcast, publish it, like just put it out into the world. And then if there's time in your day, then you consume. Because I found that you know, when you start consuming and consuming, consuming, it's like my fear builds because how can I live up to that standard? It's almost like it creates this big fear monster within and that I've also got to combat. And am I good enough? Am I, you know, can I create the same contact uh, content as that person? So it was it's getting that balance. So I know you had another episode, which is really good. It was like facing your fears as well. And how do you get that balance of, you know, you know, getting that little bit of inspiration from, you know, a podcast to create something else entirely, but also not feeding that fear? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of it is well, with one thing, one thought I have a lot is this person that I'm, I'm taking their information in, they sat down and they just created, right? Mm-hmm. So I think about like, wow, they're doing the thing that I am scared to do. They just did it. Yeah. And I'm saying that they're valuable and what their ideas are valid because I'm reading it and I'm taking it in. And, you know, just having the awareness that you're consuming some, something that someone created, right? That there's like, oh, I'm, I'm in that space. And then like recognizing that there's inspiration that comes and I know that you feel this because of how to your intuition, but we have like this inspiration that just sparks, right? Like we have like a flood of ideas, like we're in the shower or we're on a walk and like something comes and it's really important that we act on that. Yeah. And we write it down, we take notes and then we do something with it. And and then rather than I just wrote a newsletter on this yesterday is when that fear and that doubt comes in about like, does this matter? Is this good enough? Am I good enough? Is you doubt those thoughts. You don't doubt yourself and like the idea that you had, you doubt the thoughts. You doubt your limiting thoughts is, is a way you can think of it. And to also realize that like, there's going to be fear present no matter what stage of the game you're in, no matter like if you've put out a hundred podcasts or 500 newsletters, like fear is going to be present and it is an indicator that you are doing something different and new and 
that you're on the edge of expanding yourself in a new way. It's not a bad thing at all. Every person at every level feels a level of fear and doubt. And it's the people who move through that and see that as like, oh, I am on the edge of something pretty awesome. And I don't exactly know what's going to happen. That is like, and if you keep pushing through, that's where you're going to create that. You're going to create some success for yourself. You're going to create confidence and you're going to create more value. So it's really just push, like seeing it, being aware of it, and realizing it's just an indicator to keep going. It's just an indicator that like, the way I think about it is like, my brain is getting scared. It's in the unknown. That's all that's happening. But I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. If I put this out in the world, I'm okay. And there was something that you said, and it was like, you know, you can get stuck in the, you need more training and education. And and that really resonated because that's where I'm trapped and I know we've spoken about this <laughs> off air, off mic and it was, you know, I'm ta- I'm scared to take that next leap because it yeah. is, it's like what you said in your podcast, you're stuck in that safe because you feel safe mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. you're not putting yourself out there. What would be the best advice to take that leap, take that jump, like to a scared person like myself? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's just like really asking yourself, what am I truly afraid of? Like, what am I scared is going to happen? And being in conversation with yourself about it. And, you know, like, what am I, what is like the thing I'm, that I'm worried is going to go wrong? What is the thing I'm worried is going to, or that I'm like feeling anxiety about going right? You know, just be in conversation with yourself. But then it's also you realizing that you have value where you're at, no matter how much information or how much training or certifications you have, and to just begin to do something, something about it. So it might be like taking some small action. So it might be starting a newsletter, like telling people, I think one of the biggest, biggest ways to kind of overcome is to actually say the words out loud. And to begin to say, like, in your case, like, I'm a life coach, to even like to claim that to somebody else and to share that, share those words with somebody else and to to let that like be uncomfortable, but not, but not let it stop you from saying it. And especially in settings where there's new people, where you're not, it's not family and friends and where you can try on this identity of being a coach or whatever, an entrepreneur and just like, I'm this. And you just say it and you see what comes up and the fear that comes up. And is it as bad as you thought it was going to be? And you're just staying in this place of conversation with yourself. It's like, what am I actually afraid of? And what if I did this? And what am I willing to try? I think that's one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself. It's like, okay, I'm scared, but what am I willing to try? Okay, I'm going to tap back with you (laughs) in a couple of weeks and be like, this is where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So, you know, if someone were to come see you, you've got, you know, you've got classes, you've got one-on-one coaching. For someone that is, you know, at their first stage of wanting to be an entrepreneur, get into any type of business, what would they expect to go see, like, from you as a mindset coach? What would be the next steps that you'd take them through? I love this. Yeah. One of the things that I would work on with somebody is, you know, like what you're saying is, this fear of, of 
becoming something or claiming yourself as something or stepping into a new direction. And I like to think of those things as like impossible goals where like it's something that we want, but it's terrifying. Mm. And so we would talk about like, what is your impossible goal? And to get really clear on like, what is that? And there's a lot of conversation that can happen around that because often when we talk about goals, like you already have things in mind, but what is like the next level and the next level? Like where do you get start to get really kind of sweaty and shaky and like, I don't know if I could do that, yeah. you know, like that's really scary. And to talk about like, we talk about what is your impossible goal and we begin to map out, okay, so if this is the thing that you really, really want, the way in which you're going to get there is by doing, um, well, we work on mindset as far as feeling into com more confidence. We work on feeling clearer about what it is that you do want. And then we talk about like feeling certain that like you have value to offer. So we go into each of those things. And then one of the biggest things that we spend time on is failing. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the, like when we think about that impossible goal, the only way in which you're going to get there is to fail a lot. So I ask my clients to keep a fail log and we come up with like 25 different activities, different things that they could do where failure is possible. And they begin to track those things and do them so that they're putting themselves right in the mix of it. And it's, of course it's uncomfortable, but that's where the growth is. And it's also when you're just in the practice of it and you're doing it, that's where things happen. That's where things change. That's where things shift. So that's where we, that's where definitely where we spend uh, a bit of time. And then it's coaching through all of those different experiences and, and, and tracking those failures and watching those failures begin to stack on top of each other so that the successes come. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much beauty that can come out of failure. I like, always like to see failure more as an area of opportunity because it's a way of learning, developing and, you know, I'm royally, mind my language, but fucked up and <laughs> I've, I know not to do either, not to do that again or, yeah. you know, I've created beautiful friendships or, you know, found a new path to where I wanted to go that's even better than what I could ever have imagined. So yeah. there's so much opportunity in failure. Oh my gosh, it's everything. It's really everything. And if you can embrace it as like, this is just normal. It's absolutely normal to fail. Like you're not going to do it right the first time. Nobody is, no matter what it is you're going after. And like, and also questioning what is right, because it's going to be different for each of us. But like going after failure and seeing it as a worthy pursuit and seeing it as an opportunity to like <clears throat> fail, as an opportunity to like, oh, well, what could I have done differently? What worked, what didn't, kind of what you're saying. And then go, okay, I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna pick myself up and I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. So with totally the clients that you're kind of seeing at the moment, is there ever like a trend of, you know, common things that they go through starting out as new entrepreneurs or even people that have been in the industry for years? Do they have like yeah, a common a sort of flow? You know, I work a lot, I work with women and um, it's very interesting and I work a lot with mothers as well. And there's this common trend that just where women kind of, when I work with them, where it kind of begins is like, there's this confusion that can be kind of covering everything mm -hmm. and the confusion being around like, what do I want? What do I need? 
what really matters to me? What do I, what do I like want on a really deep level? And the reason that that confusion is there is that like there's a lot of kind of layers we we work through to understand that like as women like we're caregivers oftentimes if we're mothers like we have all these we have kids and all these needs that we're taking care of and so it's like going through the layers of like but what actually matters to me so for entrepreneurs it's that is super a, a place for us to spend some time because it can feel really like I don't know I don't know where I want to take my business I don't know what's really important to me. I don't know what I want to offer. There's just these a lot of questions because the work hasn't been done. The, the internal conversation hasn't happened where it's like, but what do I actually want? What really matters? And it's like kind of where we were talking about with the over consuming. It's like when so much has come in and if we're caring for people or we have our, our full-time job or, or we're taking in a lot of information, it's really hard to decipher what matters to me and how do I want to make a difference and what is my purpose and so it's really just peeling that back and be like okay what what really lights you up yeah and well how do you how do you want to serve your clients you know like how do you want to create your service like whatever it is yeah and going back to your podcast about consuming and everything there's one thing that you said is that you know just adding value you add value to one person and then, you know, you've succeeded. And how do you guide women to see their value? Because that is something that's really hard to see value in yourself and see value in your work. Do you see a lot of women that don't see the value in themselves? Yeah, there is like this like um, worthiness. I think of worthiness when you're talking about that. And... Yeah worthiness in terms of like i'm worthy of being successful i'm worthy of making money i'm worthy of being valuable i'm worthy of being seen that there is that and you know i i talk about how like our worthiness is just inherent right it's just inherent and like there's not that's not the thing that's in question and so it's beginning to see like what ways in which you bring value how do you create value and it's really looking at who you are supporting, who you're serving and what that experience is like for them and beginning to like see those things and beginning to, a lot of times what we focus on is like what what's not working and how what we're not doing. But when we start to put, put the attention on where our wins are, I always ask my clients to um, write down, they, they post what their wins are for the week mm-hmm. and to begin to see, and it can be like super simple stuff. Like I called this person and they said yes to being on my podcast, or I sent a newsletter or I got a new student. And to, when they're posting those wins, it's like, oh, they have these conversations. They have this thing that happens. They put the newsletter out, they get a response. Like that is those simple acts of like, oh, I am creating something that matters. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on their to-do lists, instead of focusing on um, all the, the, the how far they have to go, it's like, oh, I'm actually doing something that's really that really matters now. And so that's been a really powerful thing is people tracking their wins. Yeah. Because sometimes it's so easy to focus on the things that are bad in your life. Um, I know I'm guilty 
of that as well. And sometimes it's a win of, oh, I did all my laundry today. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's just like the simplest things because I've been putting it off for three days. So oh yeah, it's about celebrating oh. those. <laughs> totally. And one of the things that I, um, I love, I absolutely love this, I do this for myself and I ask my clients to do it as well, is to create a daily belief plan and this is in place of doing like a to-do list. You know how like we'll write down everything we need to do and it's just like a bunch of stuff that we have in our mind, but it's not necessarily like the things that matter, yeah. right? Like sometimes we, we, we put a lot of importance on things that really don't move the needle or they feel important, but they're not. Um, and so when you do a belief plan, all you're writing down is, what do I need to believe today about myself? Yeah. Like, what's the thought that I need to have today about my work or about um, just who I am and what I offer? So, like, you're writing down your belief. And it's like, if I believed this about myself, what actions would I take? Like, what would be on my to-do list? How would I approach my to-do list? Like, you, it, it's a whole different vibe when you are thinking about what do I need to believe in order to be the person I want to be, in order to make the money I want to make, have the success I want to have, and then to create your list of to-dos from there. And it might not even be you need to do any of the to-do lists that you wrote down, or it might be that um, you do them from a different way or they take you a much shorter amount of time. But it coming into it, like, when we think about value, I mean, it's a decision that it's a decision you make and it's a decision you make every single day. And so having that belief plan can really help with that when you're like, okay, this is what I'm working on believing today. I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to be working on that every day now. <laughs> and it's your <laughs> fault if my partner's like, why isn't uh, dinner cooked and the dishes put away? Because so <laughs> I'm working on my belief. I'm like, it's Amanda's fault. <laughs> Oh, lovely. So what would be your message for young women today? And I'm starting to ask people this quite a lot and I just want their purest answer unthought about what even what you would have loved to hear when you were younger as a woman in this world. Mm. That I can do anything that any woman can do anything like there's really nothing you can't do. So if there is something that you dream about, mm -hmm. whether that's something you want to create or experience or feel or put out into the world, that it's absolutely 100% possible. Like there's so many, um, there's so many right ways. I think that that would have been a really great message to hear. There's so many ways to do it. There's so many ways to approach your life. There's so many ways to approach your work. There's so many ways to create something. There's so many ways to connect with people. Like there's just so many ways to so do what's right for you and you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Wow. That's beautiful. And definitely something I would have needed to hear too, because, yeah. you know, like we were saying earlier, there's just so much beauty in failure and there's you never truly ever fail in this life because one you're still breathing you're still yes. able to do the things you love it's just a pivot and as Ross said in friends pivot pivot <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> if you haven't watched that episode of Friends, definitely, definitely have a watch list. So, Amanda, where can our listeners find you? Oh, you can find me at soulcareclub.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at soulcare.club. So either one works. Amazing. Love to connect and you. you do a lot of um, Zoom consultations or over the phone because I know I've got yeah. listeners from all over the world that would love to connect with you. Oh, yes. So, yes, all online. And I yeah. work with women who are either in the midst of growing their business or want to grow their business, and it's an online business. So we do I work with the online businesses and we work online. Yeah. <laughs> and Amanda's uh, podcast is called Make Things Happen, um, which is amazing. I'll also put all of Amanda's links in the show notes for you guys to follow along and connect. So thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate you more than you know. So keep just adding so much value to this world because you've definitely added value to my life. Oh, thank you so much. Well, this has just been so fun and I'm so happy we connected and I look forward to doing this again Yeah, well, my podcast. Yeah, well, you're welcome here anytime and I can't wait to connect with you again. Thank you so much. Thanks.